I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This week, we're going to be talking about Love is Blind with Danielle Roll-Thompson. You know Danielle from season two of the hit Netflix series, Love is Blind, a social experiment where contestants look for love and get engaged, all before meeting in person. Danielle is from Chicago, Illinois, and works in advertising. Since the show, she has spoken openly about her mental health and is an advocate for mental health awareness. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the show, but (laughs) when it came, so I watched season one, um, and when season two came out, I think we were all on like a plane to a bachelorette party. And so there was there was definitely a night there that we all stayed in and just like binged. I think we got through a, quite a few episodes. Um, so big, big fan. Highly recommend as, a, as something to watch on the plane for a girl's getaway. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's funny. I actually watched some of the episodes on a plane, too. Did you? And, oh, yeah. And, and I, yeah, I downloaded them to my iPad and the poor woman who was sitting next to me was probably like, why is this girl sobbing? watching this show <laughs> she's like why is she something in a reality show but little does she know yeah. you're the, one of the stars of it right? <laughs> yeah. it's funny I love that yeah often first must be the altitude on planes too like sometimes I find myself very emotional on a plane no matter what I'm watching but I can imagine even more so with with oh, the show you're I on I mean <laughs> it was the wedding scene you know okay, so, yeah. of course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So let's start, let's go a little bit before the show and start kind of before that. What did life look like for you? So you were in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I've always lived in Illinois. Um, I was living downtown, again, working in advertising. Um, I was actually about to apply to get my MBA in, okay. uh, at Northwestern in Chicago. And in the midst of applying, I actually found out that I was going to get the opportunity to do this. And so it was kind of actually, I went back and forth on which to choose, but ultimately I was like, you know, I can always go back to get my MBA and this is mm-hmm. the type of experiment that I thought would genuinely work for me. Um, so, so it was good. I was um, just, again, like focusing on my career. I have a wide group of friends. So I was spending a lot of time with them and I'm close with my family. So it, it was all good. There was just one thing missing and, you know, that was yeah. finding my partner. 
Yeah. So it sounds like life was good. You know, like most of us in our 20 somethings, mm-hmm. you were focused on career, kind of focused a little bit on finding love. What was dating like for you before the show? Yeah, it, it was hard because I am someone who, and this is why I went on the show actually, is because I always gravitate towards people based on their personality. And that's why, like I was typically finding people through dating apps, but it's really, really hard because you don't necessarily know what their personality is like, even if you're texting. Um, and so I was going to, I was like trying to give as many people the opportunity as possible. Cause some of the people that I ended up having the longest relationships with are the people who I almost said no to. And so, you know, it made it difficult and even meeting someone out, you know, in public is, is difficult because again, I'm always with a large group of friends. So it's intimidating to like go up to a girl and I'm too scared to go up to guys. So um, it was tough. Um, but you know, I did have a couple of relationships that all stem from dating apps. And I thought I was going to go into love is blind and be like, yep, I already know the kind of personality I go for loudest guy in the room. Um, and it was interesting because I actually went for the opposite personality that I typically went for that just showed me I'm doing it all wrong. So it not only helped me in, you know, eliminating the, um, physical aspect of it, but it also allowed me to meet a wide breadth of different types of people to actually find the person that I was supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. Cause when you go into the show, how many, cause I know we don't get to follow everyone's journey. So how many mm-hmm. people are there to start with? Like how many dates? 15, 15 okay. girls and 15 guys. Yeah. Okay. And then you and Nick fell in love. What was, I think I read somewhere like by date, was it date two? Day two is when I started already getting really emotional about him. Um, And I remember walking out of a date crying. And I think it was like the third day where I was like, I'm falling in love. And I think we both kind of like expressed that we were falling in love. And and it's weird because like day four, we decided to be exclusive. So I was like, I think you're my boyfriend now, you know, like exclusive (laughs) in the sense where it's like, we didn't want to waste anyone else's time. We knew that we were going to develop the feelings for anyone else that we had for each other. And so we cut it off. So it's like, yeah, pretty quickly we were <laughs> boyfriend and girlfriend, lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I remember we're wa- like watching it. And I think that episode where you both decide that we were actually watching it as a group and we're like, Oh, come on. How could you know already? So take us through that because it does sound like even past can um, past participants of like love is blind season one said that, right? Like it's this really kind of emotional, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's an experiment and something that you can't replicate in real life. So how did you get there? Like, what, was it just a lot of intimate conversation kind of going through what you needed? What did that yeah. look like? So I think there's a couple of different things. One of them being, um, you know, that the other person is in it for marriage. And I think some people might yeah. be hesitant to open up about certain things because you don't know what the intentions are. Um, and at least that's something that I always kind of like struggled with is like, okay, are they wanting to date? Are they wanting a long-term relationship? What do I say? What do I not say? Um, two, I think like one of the other interesting things that came out of it is you have these deep conversations and you don't see the reaction from the person. So let's say I tell him about some sort of traumatic experience that happened or some of the baggage or, or things that I might be experiencing. And you if, he could have a shocked face and I don't necessarily see that. So I feel right. more inclined to go deeper, but with him, it was the way that he reacted to those stories. And I had never heard someone, you know, like not only empathize in the way that he did, but find the light in some of those situations. Um, and two, what actually was the first thing that 
made me feel different. Not only the fact that just the energy that I would feel like in the pod was entirely different than the energy I would feel with anyone in any pod situation or like state situation. But he said one thing just about divorce. He said something about breaking the cycle of divorce. And that's word for word, something that I have said my entire life. And just that alone, like gave me this overwhelming feeling like, I think he's like the, my person, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of little other things that kind of like, again, things that we related on that I was just, you know, this isn't coincidence. That's interesting. Cause I love, and I've heard you talk a little bit about like the energy before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always something like, cause it is, you do get a vibe, right. And you, and things start to kind of click that you're like, okay, this feels like the right path and the right trajectory. So that's what it kind of sounds like happened, I guess. Yeah, I've never experienced that kind of feeling. I was actually going through my um, notebook because I would write in a journal when I would get um, back from dating and just saying like, oh my gosh, I want to try and find a way to rewire the phones here so I can sneakily call my mom and sister to tell them how happy I am. And it's because again, like it's a feeling that's undescribable. It's a feeling that I never had and never would have believed if it wasn't me experiencing it. So I wanted to like try and articulate it as quickly as possible so I wouldn't lose that. Um, but luckily it was a feeling that I never lost. So, but it is, it's hard describing it to other people. It's hard, like as a viewer, I can see why it would be hard because, yeah, you know, I'd be hard to believe it too if it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. And I guess as a viewer too, you're seeing like an hour too. Like you're not, you don't get to see exactly. all of the conversations that happen. Um, yeah. We but would yeah. have dates that would be up to eight hours. And wow. if okay. you put that into perspective of dating, like yeah. one day we would talk for eight hours. That's yeah. eight different dates if you're going yeah. out with someone, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it's different. Yeah. Well, and I think the biggest thing that's different too, is the thing you first started off with is so often in dating, when you're on apps, you're like, okay, what is someone's intention behind this? Yep. Right. And there's a lot you have to filter through just in terms of does someone actually one, want to be here, going to kind of put the effort in. And then do they want the same things as I do? Right. And to even get to that point is like difficult. So at least with the experiment, you kind of like wipe that all out because you know that that person is there for that. So that I could see people both coming in with that kind of feeling and intent, it really escalating things and looking back on it. yeah. 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 So you fall in love, you have this lovely proposal. What was it like to see him for the first time? I'd imagine that would be like, did he look like what you thought he was going to look like? (laughs) That's another like indescribable feeling because again, like I just remember, I'm like, oh my God, like my mind is blown because it's like, it just, it's it's an out-of-body experience, you know, like (laughs) loving someone, being engaged to someone and then seeing from the first time, like, Honestly, it's almost awkward. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I love you. Like, nice yeah. to meet you. Too. Um, totally. Anyway, totally. It was weird because, um, like, every single, I'm really bad at putting faces to voices, like, in general. And I had these ideas in my head about every single other guy. I ended up being entirely wrong, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. But for some reason, I could not picture Nick at all. Like, I would go to sleep even trying to envision him. I'm like, I can't. Like, I literally cannot put a face to um, the voice. And then I saw him in person for the first time. And I was like, it was just like, yes, of course, this is what he looks like. This is what I should have been envisioning. And that was another thing that kind of, and again, I like, 
I do believe in fate and I do believe that some things are meant to be, but just having that realization, it's like, I never expected what he looked like, but he looks like what I should have expected. And it just makes yeah. sense. Like, right. It, again, it's like such a weird, a weird thing to describe yeah. and it sounds yeah. anticlimactic, but for me, that was like a huge yeah. realization it, and moment. It sounds like it, there was like no kind of question when you're going through that, that he was the person. Was it yep. interesting though, seeing other people go through the same experiment too because I guess I never really thought of that so much because the show doesn't touch too much except for the one storyline anyway on like if you both like the same person and like did that happen for you at all where you had to hear other people's experiences with Nick at all or was it kind of just you Mm -hmm. two were in the zone he was a popular guy I'm not gonna lie um so it was hard um there were times where you know I would have to walk away because I didn't really want to impact his decision by me being emotional because I did know so quickly. Um, and typically I'm a girl's girl. So actually one of my hesitations of this working was me backing away if other people liked the same person I was going after. Okay. But I did feel so deep down in my gut that this was like my person that I, for the first time was like, I'm going to prioritize myself and just let you know them do whatever they have to do. But there were like other girls interested in him and I told him like I you know I ended up telling him that you know I I cut everyone else off but I don't necessarily want that to mean you do because I want you to choose me because you're you are fully confident that you choose me and not because I'm giving you some sort of ultimatum and he actually ended up doing it the next day but he said like if you did give me an ultimatum I don't know if I would have been able to do that but the fact that you encouraged me to continue to explore other options even though you told me that you're not and I told him I wasn't because there was a lot of chatter on the guy's side saying like oh I'm talking to Danielle I'm doing this and put Danielle later on like people would like tell people not to date people because they were more liked and they were scared so I don't want that to impact mm-hmm. my oh my no, gosh I, I never like, thought I'm in it for you yeah so that, that's so such like a psychological like a, it's almost like big brother like alliance yeah. strategy so, <laughs> so that's like why I told him like it's not like oh I don't want you talking to other people because I'm not it's like I just want you to know like that I'm confident and I'm not, even if other guys over there are saying that I am, you know, I've told them otherwise because guys are competitive. Um, (laughs) so, so it was like day three and day four where we like, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I think, you know, the way you see it as a viewer is to this, like, then you, you get engaged and you go on this like fairy tale kind of vacation. And Mm -hmm. it, it seems really like you're in this, a bit of this bubble And, you know, what I loved about you and Nick was that it seemed like you were actually thinking through like, okay, we're going to fight about this. We might fight about this. How do we get around that? How does this, like, it seemed like you were, you're thinking through how does marriage work with us in real life with us, which you don't often get sometimes in a reality show, right? On the beach in a, in a perfect environment. So (laughs) take us through a little bit of that process where you're like, okay, we did this, the hunt, cause they call it the honeymoon, right? After you're engaged or what do they call mm-hmm. it after you're engaged? Is it called the honeymoon when you yeah. go to the beach? Okay. So you do that and then you, you come back and now what does, what does life look like? Cause I'd imagine then you're like integrating lives, right? After, and, after Mexico. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, it was definitely interesting because it is, it's like you're in this fairy tale land with no phones, you know, no money you're kind of just like again like kind of isolated with each other and getting to know each other and it's like again like it feels like a fairy tale like and then you go back you have work you have friends you have family 
And not only that, but like there were things that we were both going through personally that was outside of our relationship. And people forget that people have lives that aren't just one another. And and so like that added an extra level of stress that people don't necessarily see. Um, But it is, it's like, we took this very seriously. Um, My family took it very seriously. My friends took it very seriously. And we, we knew we loved each other. And we knew that no matter whether or not we got married, we were going to continue dating. We knew that. Um, but we didn't know what the right decision was. Um, like, is it to say yes and take a leap of faith or is it to say no and potentially be traumatized by saying no to somebody you love at the altar? And that kind of puts you in this like pressure cooker where every little thing that you possibly can think can go wrong once filming wraps, because everything is very structured, you know, like we knew what we were going to be doing every day. We didn't know what it was going to look like. We didn't have the time to be like, okay, this is how often she spends time with friends. This is how often he does X, Y, and Z. And and so we would have to talk about it. Um, And so I think like we overly talked about it because we, again, like both bonded over the fact that we don't want to end in divorce. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that made us like kind of like hyper-focus on things that we maybe didn't necessarily have to because then once we lived through it, we realized it was all over exaggerated, you know. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could. Well, what I, what I think people talk about a lot is like how you get into the relationship. And what I don't mm-hmm. think people talk about a lot is how you maintain the relationship yeah. and how, which is why I felt watching you both was interesting because not even maintain, but like merge the, the lives, right? Like you both yeah. really felt like you were, you're trying to figure this out. And I never thought of the fact that you don't actually get to in your situation, you didn't get to live that. You had to just talk about it, right? Like, it, yeah. So like, how do you do this? How do you do that? Yeah. What since, so now have you, I think, was it last June? Have you been together about a year? Is that right? Yeah. So we actually okay. had, um, on the 29th, our first date anniversary, um, oh, of April and yeah, our marriage anniversary is June 8th. Okay. Okay. So you had, oh, that's so fun. I love that. Well, happy anniversary. And so what have you in that year that you've been together? Cause I'd imagine there's so much that we haven't seen since then. Like what, what other things have you learned about being newlyweds and other kind of, I guess, tips or tricks of how you guys have navigated this? Yeah. Um, I would say like, again, and I, and I know we vocalized this before, but just one, like, because of the way that we met him, because it was so quickly, um, we did have very different communication styles. Mm-hmm. And um, so a therapist said, uh, our couples therapist said, you know, Nick speaks German, Danielle speaks French. You guys just completely are saying the same thing, but you're not translating it well. And mm-hmm. so having like a, a couples therapist kind of repeat what I was saying, what he was saying in our native language for lack of a better term was really helpful because then we realized, okay, when he says that, like my definition of something is different than his definition of something. So when he says this, I might interpret it in the way that I'm used to interpreting it when it's not necessarily like an accurate description of what he's saying. And so like things like that, I think like were really beneficial for us at first, because again, like it takes a long time to learn how to communicate for the best um, with someone else, you know? Mm Mm -hmm. Um, so that was one thing, but, but also it's something that I think like a lot of couples can benefit from, even after speaking out about couples therapy, there were so many where it's like, that makes so much sense. Like, you know, I, I should start doing this with my partner in certain situations. Mm -hmm. So that was like one of the things that I, I found very beneficial and that I would, you know, recommend, even if it's like, you don't have to be in a big fight, you know, or you don't have to be at the end of your your marriage to go to couples counseling. Like some people just do it once, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it, Mm -hmm. and it benefits them. But the one thing that I think is the craziest is like, we have so much fun. And like a lot of people didn't get to see like Nick's fun and crazy side. I did like throughout um, filming, like all of our like craziest, funnest times were mm-hmm. not shown, not, not filmed. Um, yeah. And he yeah. would just like, he would be dancing on tables. Like, and, and again, like, so, and he still does like, he's, <laughs> we had a party the other night and he was the one that pulled out the costumes. So like, you know, he's super fun and funny and like, and and we get along really well. We actually like have similar personalities where we were overly focused on maybe we don't. And so like, mm-hmm. that's like the craziest thing since being married is just like, the fun, like we just like, we're best friends. Like all of yeah. our friends are best friends. He's oh, I love friends that. with my family. Yeah. My sister yeah. pretty much lives with us. So. It felt like, yeah. it felt like family and friends were very important to you. So what was what was their sort of take on this whole journey as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone had conflicting views. Um, yeah. my mom was all for it. She, she was like, you never know how you're going to find the person. She really liked Nick and my grandma, who's the biggest critic, actually, she will, she says it like it is. I was terrified for her when she <laughs> called me after meeting him and she was like, 
so such a skeptic even like she doesn't even like watching tv um she doesn't have cable okay. and so she was like um you know he knew what you're gonna do before you did it and vice versa and I've never seen you like this around any single person that I've met and you know I approve and I was like oh my gosh um my dad was hesitant he is more of a realistic guy where he's he was scared that like if we jumped into a marriage that I might feel trapped and want to run um but obviously that wasn't the case and and I appreciate his advice and I know he was just looking out for me but um and now he's fully supportive obviously but you know it, it was it was like conflicting where my dad was like I think you should say no my mom's like I think you should say yes sure. and I would have my friend. Yeah. all yeah, my I friends thought differently you know like there yeah. was not one yeah. consistent feeling yeah <laughs> which is kind of annoying when you're probably trying to make the decision too you're like come on guys I'm just taking a towel here what does everyone oh. think <laughs> and I am the most indecisive person in the world like <laughs> like what's going to be the best for us long term yeah 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 did you know when you were you know, when you guys went into the wedding scene, did you know that you're both going to say yes? Had you talked about that prior? Because they don't really show that, I guess. We were back and forth the entire time. So one thing that I think is interesting is that for the majority of it, Nick was 100% yes. Um, He, and then, and I was 100% no, because I think that the stressful environment of, you know, filming a reality TV show put me back mentally. um, And I was like, I don't want to go into a marriage when I'm not the best version of myself. Like, I was like, if you knew me before this, you would know that I was ready for marriage. But right now I think I need need to take some time. And he was like, I'll be there with you throughout that, no matter if we're married or not, like through thick or thin. And then after the conversation with my dad, that's actually when we swapped. Um, Because I had this conversation with my stepmom and my stepmom, she's Mormon. So she got, she got married very quickly. Her Mm -hmm. sister got married very quickly, even more quickly than we did. And they're still Mm -hmm. together, um, her sister and her husband. And so I had a conversation with my stepmom that was like, oh my gosh, yes. And then my, I was like, I separate. And then he had a separate conversation with my dad where he's like, oh my God, no. So this was like literally the weekend before the wedding. Um, And so we got married on a Tuesday. So it was like literally three days before. And then I'm like, so we talked nonstop about it every single day. The night before the wedding, we almost stayed up all night, like trying to decide what to do. Mm-hmm. And I told him like, whatever you say, I'm saying, you know, like we're going to go in at a united front. Like, I'm not just going to say yes, if you're going to say no and like make you look bad. Mm-hmm. But, but it was literally five seconds until we walked down the aisle that we knew what we were going to say. Yeah. It was oh my crazy. gosh. That's so like nerve wracking in and of itself. Oh my God, right? And again, like that's why I was crying the entire day because we were like, we're going to wait. Um, you know, I, we're going to wait. And then literally once, <laughs> literally five minutes before we do it, I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, I love that. I love like the risk taking of it too. And at the end of the day, like to your point, you mentioned some family members, right? Like you don't know, you really don't know with marriage if it's going to work or not. There's no definite, mm-hmm. there's no hundred percent. And you could know each other a few days or I guess in, in the, I don't know how long your family members knew each other, like a couple months maybe, and it could work, or you could know each other, you know, 15 years and it could not. So at the end of the day, yeah. it is very much like that leap of faith, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you talked about, you know, the couples counseling and it seems that, and even on your own platforms now, mental health is something that you're a really big yeah. advocate of. It seems like you've been an advocate of, of counseling, et cetera, for a while. 
Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. And take us through yeah. your the mental health journey because I also imagine being in the public eye now, social media, that's a whole other layer to yeah. what it was prior to the show, right? And what that looked like for yeah. you. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like I've always been a mental health advocate. I've always been like open to talk about mental health. And like I've had friends who have like I, I feel like like gone to therapy or started going to a psychiatrist because of our open conversations and things that they might have not have felt like comfortable discussing before. Um, and so at least like for me, I know I started feeling different when I was eight and I couldn't attribute it to depression or anxiety at the time because I didn't know that those words existed and I had a happy life and I would constantly get more and more mad at myself for not being able to just shake the feeling because I knew I had a a positive, um, life. And so it just kind of progressed until, um, college because I, I, I still wasn't educated. And it, it, it got bad. It got, it got really bad. And then I started becoming confident, like expressing my feelings to my college friends. And the, I found the more that I talked about it, the more I benefited, more that I realized every single other person has their own like different, like, you know, mental, I don't even want to call them mental health issues, but like there are times mm-hmm. when people like get anxious about certain situations or totally. depressed. And I finally was able to stop blaming myself for it. And the more I talked with others, the better I felt and the better that they felt. And so now that I'm able to do that at a broader scale, it means like it's the most fulfilling thing to me in the the entire world, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's true though, that peer support, right? That you get from feeling like someone else has felt like this or someone else has gone through this. And now you're able to amplify that on your platform in in a broader way than just family and friends. Can you tell us a few organizations um, that you support or that you think are, are doing great work in this space? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm supporting Mental Health America, which is like one of the largest mental health organizations. Um, they also have a couple that one of their organizations is called I Don't Mind. And I love this because their goals really overlap with mine, where it stands for like, I don't mind talking about my mental health. And mm-hmm. so it's all about individuals sharing their own personal stories for the same reasons that I mentioned. And so again, that's a part of Mental Health uh, America as well as hope for the day. So hope for the day is also about mental health education, starting at an early age, not only educating yourself, but educating signs of other people. They donate a lot to suicide prevention. And I've known way too many people who have, you know, died through suicide, which again, is like one of the reasons that I'm very vocal about this because we didn't, you know, like I know there are certain people who I had no idea were even struggling mentally. And maybe if they would have been able to have the confidence to speak about it, they could have gotten help earlier on. There's been people as lo- as young as junior high that are mm. junior guys. Like it seems I like it's know. even more. It seems like it's even more an issue in young people now than before. I don't know if it's just because we're hearing about it more on social media and things like that. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying on that. Yeah, yeah, it's actually the second cause of death among um, young teens. Wow. Okay. Like even that. before automobile accidents. Yeah, and these are the type of things where if you like go to like, for example, Adam Mind's website, like they educate you on all of that stuff. Um, and so I think it's, it's something that's super important for people to realize. It's like, this is like a leap of death. This is why it's important to, to educate others about it. And also like be not judgmental, um, and, and support each other when you are feeling a certain way so that you don't have to like, you know, feel like you have to go to those lengths. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I always love someone who uses their platform in a positive way. So thank you for sharing that. Where can we find you and Nick on Instagram and yeah. any other social platforms? So my Instagram is Dnell Rule. So it's D-N-E-L-L-R-U-H-L. Um, I actually am like in the process of trying to build a website just so I can house an anonymous forum for those who do want to discuss because Amazing. I do get a lot of like private messages from people who relate or want to share their own stories, but I'm finding that it's beneficial to do it on a broader scale. So, but anonymously, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. some people don't feel comfortable. So I'm also going to share my own personal story there. So I am going to write a blog just about like my entire high level of my entire mental health journey, yeah. as well as just some of my That's other awesome. friends and family members who have inspired me. Yeah. So I'll link that on my Instagram, but right now it's just Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. It was so fun chatting with you about the the fun stuff like reality TV and the serious stuff like mental health. Mm -hmm. You're a a well-versed lady. (laughs) No, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about it really. It's yeah, I'll scream it from the rooftops. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Well, and this month, obviously too, being Mental Health Awareness Month, we have some content planned throughout the month. So glad that we could chat this month. It's very timely. No, totally. And I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Thanks, Danielle. It was great to meet you. you. So fun. I know. Tell Nick hi. Thank you. I will. He's in the other room hiding until we're done. Is he? He can come out now. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this conversation. We will have a brand new one the first Monday of each month. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino, produced and edited by Regina Johan. Music credit goes to Raspberry Music, and it was brought to you by Smithery. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.